This is the Podswoggle Network, a podcast network with entertainment. Welcome to the Blank Slate, and thanks for pushing play. This is your host, Mullet. Over Skype is your other host, Rich. With a mouth full of peanut butter. Which means somewhere there's a dog with a nut full of peanut butter. Wait, no, that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure that out. Yeah, and... so I was like, wait, so like you suck peanut butter off a dog's balls? <laughs> no. Well, you know, if you want to know what it's like. Oh, look, look, so if you're if you listen to the rest of our network of podcasts, uh, you'll know on our most recent episode of Podswoggle that uh, I was not on the show. Actually, on the following episode, I won't be as well. Uh, I'm taking some sick time at the moment. You got four and days left. <laughs> on this earth. Oh, I was saying six time, sick time, but yeah, that tells. Oh, yeah. No, actually, I have three days left now. You're actually living past your uh, your blanket expiration date. <laughs> it's true. The blanket's coming for me. Uh, it's actually, I can see it in the other room. It's standing there with a knife, so I'm just shaking its head no. Like, you're almost done. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I'm sitting here, uh, held up on my, my sofa with some water, with a blanket. If I have to run to the bathroom all of a sudden, I apologize in advance. But uh, I wasn't going to miss recording two podcasts today. I don't know how, even how we're going to roll these out. But, um... Rich and I gonna hit up some Oscar talk, then later on in the day gonna hit up some NBA talk. It's a it's a full time for us here on the Possible Network. Like I said on uh, on picked up, man, it's a uh, it's it's blank slate week. Yes, it is. It very much is, and I I love that through some of the other podcasts you've been saying this is our vanity project. <laughs> I mean, it more or less is. That's pretty much True. the whole way we decide. It's like, man, we just want man. I don't know about you. I just want to talk about anything other than wrestling sometimes. It opened the door for the rest of the network, basically. More or less. It was the gateway drug to the other podcasts that like, we do. I wish we just had something we could just do whatever we wanted on. Yeah, like if one week we want to talk about Regis Philbin, we got it. And we did it. And we did it. And we'll probably do it again one day. The day Regis Philbin dies, we're going to do another podcast on Regis. But uh, that's not the podcast we're doing today. The podcast we're doing today is about... The Oscars, which are this Sunday, uh, when, how long has it been since like we've talked movies? I mean, I have a whole fucking podcast with my wife. Where right, we talk right, about right. It. And unfortunately, she was going to be on this show, but we're recording this while she's at work today during the worst day of work for her of the year. Um, so she's not going to be able to make it on the show. But how long has it been since on this podcast? I know it was one of our first shows, but have we yeah. really done it since? Uh outside of like movie games no i don't think so okay and i think like fleeting i think on some of those like jambalaya podcasts we've had where we're catching up with one another i think we might have mentioned like oh yeah i saw this yeah because i remember we talked with blash we did talk some of the oscars so so yeah but um but uh if you want to go into what we're doing today kind of a a a mix-up of the blank slate and a concept from podswoggle yeah, it was actually um, the idea. I want to talk Oscars anyway, but the idea came to us from uh, underscore crawdad man on Twitter uh, asking us or, you know, kind of suggesting to us that we should do a, a Pickums episode for Oscars. And uh, man, it wasn't easy. No, no, it was not. Uh, you terrified me at first because I did, there was 24 categories. I was like, gee, I thought putting like 15 on. 
that event on the other podcast was bad. Uh, it actually ended up being 18 because we are omitting the uh, sound. As I put it, uh, I left out anything short, sound, or foreign. <laughs> right. So we're, we're omitting sound editing and sound mixing. Mm-hmm. We're omitting uh, uh, animated short and live action short. And documentary short. Documentary short. And we're also omitting best foreign film, mm-hmm. which I thought was a controversial selection because there are there were two movies there that I've heard of just because they won other awards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was still a, still a fair omission. I will be pissed at you, however, for Best Animated Short being left off because I that was one of my going to be one of my higher points. And it would have just ended up being a chop. I know. But, you know, you were going to pick Feast, right? Yeah. Okay. Last year, the Pixar short didn't win. Something right. else beat it. So it very well could lose this year. Which but means be this a- year it's going to win, too. <laughs> it's gonna win. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be the make good. Like you know how Morgan Freeman won for Million Dollar Baby instead of the five hundred things he should have won for. It's the it's the Pixar make good. Like they need it. Uh, Luna so yeah, make good. So yeah, uh, how do you how do you want to tackle this? Well, I do want to talk about a few films that we won't that did not get any consideration from the Oscars this year yes. or perhaps next. Um, First thing uh, I want to talk about, I tweeted it out like last week and as I put it on my Facebook. I don't know if you've watched it. Did you watch Florida Man? No, I saw you tweet about it and I've heard about it, but no, I've not watched it. It is. If you haven't heard about it, uh, check it out. It's a 49 minute documentary on Vimeo by director Sean Dunn called Florida Man. And it. If you are from Florida, it is going to strike 13 different chords with you. Oh, no. And if you aren't, it is going to expose you to, like, the real Florida. Like, this is the Florida that you see if you live north of Palm Beach and work in retail. Mm. It's it's fucking fascinating, amazing, compelling. It is... It, it it makes you super judgmental and then you feel like shit for being judgmental, but then you justify being judgmental and it is, it's, it's, it's as someone born and raised in Florida, it is a masterwork of just a portrait of just like, yeah, these are the real people that make up this batshit insane state. It's a great companion piece to the Twitter, the, the Twitter account, Florida man. Right. I will definitely have to check it out. Um, have you seen anything uh, that we probably won't talk about? Not anything that we won't talk about. Um, pretty much anything here is the stuff I've saw recently, mm-hmm. or at least we'll we'll reach at some point. Um, no, I mean this is this is the the slow time of the year for for movies, and I'm for I've been fortunate in that a lot of stuff like. Whiplash or Foxcatcher that I missed, like being in a bigger city like Orlando, it just keeps coming around at different yeah. spots, and I've been able to jump around. Also, something really cool uh, is uh, my wife and I have annual passes to Universal Studios, the theme, the the movie theater that's right there at City Walk. With our passes, tickets are only like eight bucks nice. all day, all the time. Nice. It's like fuck yes, I do not have to pay. I mean, that's. I feel bad complaining to you when I know, like in Chicago, they're probably like what, like fifteen bucks a ticket. Not really. No, there's actually it's pretty decent around town. Okay, I'm more so thinking like New York, New York or LA. Yeah. yeah, but still, it's saving like basically the price of one ticket for the two of us. 
it is super nice and that we're saving like three or four bucks a ticket still. There but, are um, some great places around the city to go see movies. Uh, I told you last week that uh, we went to see Nightcrawler. Um, yes. And, and uh, that was at the Vic Theater, which is like also like a concert venue, but like an old theater as well. And that was five bucks. And, That's cool. Uh, and yeah, there's all sorts of little theaters. Uh, like there's a theater right down the street from me. It's like a, a four screen theater that is like super independent and has a, a full bar and all sorts of stuff. And it's really cool. I actually went there. I, I didn't tell you. I saw two movies last week. Just Nightcrawler and? Uh, on Sunday, uh, went and did a matinee with our uh, friends from Houndstooth. Uh, and we caught a matinee for $6 of a movie called... Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> you did. I uh, know. I will defend you in that you. Like, this is going to sound bad at first, but you are curious. Uh, <laughs> that's not what I meant, however. What I, what I mean is that I remember in 2009, mm-hmm. you and Brendan Warrens, yes. or Vaughn. Yes. I don't let Scott hear me say that <laughs> go on you went and saw the first twilight movie just to be fair and say hey everyone's shitting on this that's our demographic let's make sure that they're not just shitting on it blindly also, and you went in, and you also went in, to to mine it for all right what what specifically if everyone's gonna shit on it we want to shit on it better than anyone else right so Go ahead. Uh, well, it was hilarious. <laughs> Good. It. Uh, oh my god! Just where do I start? It's. Uh, I've never seen someone cast just simply based off of their lips before. Is that Dakota Johnson yes. or? Uh, yeah. the the drinking game that's eventually going to come out for this movie is going to be fantastic. Definitely, you'll have to take a shot every time she bites her bottom lip. Oh, Lord. It's like the showgirl drinking game where every time you see a tongue. Yeah. Uh, every time that she puts a that pencil in her mouth, um, there's a great... Uh, my favorite scene of the whole movie was probably this contract negotiation uh, that took place in a room that looked like it was from a Sonos commercial. <laughs> and my favorite line was... Uh, Anal fisting is off the table. This is a movie that made like $90 million every weekend. It has the phrase anal fisting in it. And Seth Rogen isn't in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was fucking hilarious. It didn't it doesn't have an ending. It I heard about that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. She just like gets it like I read the EW article. She's like, she just gets an elevator and the movie ends. And they say each other's names. <laughs> It's so bad. It's, have you have you read any of the articles about like the two of these actors hating each other? Like they <laughs> like they fucking hate each other. <laughs> there's so many articles about it because there's one article about the guy talking about how this movie could only be enjoyed by Nazis because also they've been sabotaging the movie in interviews too. Really? Like 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 yeah, it's a, it was an experience. Like they like are totally not. Hiding the fact that they hated making this. Oh, that's And they delightful. think it's trash. That is and from funny. those, I saw links to, like, 
the fact that they don't like each other. And there's dozens of articles of them like like taking pictures with one another or like in interviews ahead of time and their body language and their looks are just terrible. <laughs> uh, and considering that she was uh, she stood out besides Eddie Murphy is the worst part of SNL 40. <laughs> just announcing that she was going to be hosting in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That bitch is awful. It's it's. Every now and then there will be a line or a reaction in the movie that just reminds you of the room. It's great. Mm. Oh man, that's so great to hear as well. Fuck. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. It was just a lot of fun. Uh, just busting out laughing in a theater full of either guys that didn't want to be there with their girlfriends or girls alone. <laughs> you totally could have gotten laid there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> would you have wanted to get laid there with yeah, who exactly. was there? Because also just the whole, I don't know, I, I also have just some pretty hot takes on the ideas of dominance and submissives, but I'll save that for never on any other medium. Yeah, let's, let's not, let's, that's not going to be a blank slate topic. <laughs> Unless we... is, not a fan. My I'm motherfucking not... mother raised me to be goddamn respectful of women, not to want them to want me to hit them. That's bullshit. I want you to hit me. <laughs> so, all right. So you saw Fifty Shades. There's nothing else. The next movie that's coming out that I would even think about wanting to see. Oh, God. Why did I ask that question and I have an answer ready? Um, <laughs> I can't even think of anything. I Oh, well, that's an Oscar movie. I, I'm still curious about American Sniper. I don't think I'll watch it until it's like super cheap somewhere or like on cable. Oh no, fuck Kingsman. I want to say Kingsman. Yeah. Um, I like Matthew Vaughn. I like everything he does mm -hmm. um, so far, but I definitely want to check that out. Um, That's another movie though. I wouldn't mind waiting for cable for. Yeah. Like I'm not going to rush out to see it, but if I had to go see something right now, hot tub time machine two, of course is getting trashed as it should. Yeah. I'm curious about the Lazarus effect because everybody in that movie, I really like, but it just looks like a normal shitty horror movie. Mm. Have you seen who's in that? No. Uh, so it's they've been advertising it like crazy on television. Here are the four main people in the movie. Evan Peters, who's the guy that was Quicksilver in the most recent X-Men movie. Okay. Olivia Wilde. <clears throat> okay. Mark Duplass. Oh. And Donald Glover. Shit. But it's like a serious horror movie. <laughs> huh. And it, it's probably going to be awful, but it's like, why did these four people do this movie? Uh, the next movie that I'm looking here on the schedule that I really want to see throughout all of March is Chappie. That's it. Yes, that's the one. Man, oh, a lot of buzz for that from people up here. We all really want to see it. Yeah, Chappie looks great because everything else, everything wide release, Unfinished Business is just going to be, is going to probably just be another Vince Vaughn crap fest, even though I have hopes because Dave Franco's in it. Cinderella, no thank you. Run All Night, no thank you. Divergent, no thank you. Only other thing maybe is Get Hard because it's Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell, but mm. the previews haven't made me overly. Will Ferrell's going to have like eight movies come out at once, right? That's what it seems. Uh, are there more <laughs> that I don't know about? I feel like uh, after Anchorman 2, I would see either like stories or posts on Instagram or something or Twitter or something like that where he was doing Get Hard. He's doing that new movie with Mark Wahlberg. I feel like there's like a shit ton of other movies where it's like, oh, there hasn't been a Will Ferrell movie in a while. Oh, there's nothing but Will Ferrell movies in the theater. 
He's going to try to be uh, like the Beatles and have like the top four singles, the top four movies in the country. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's really it. And there's nothing but anything in February or January that has really set the world on fire. So. Um, there hasn't. But that's that's the that's the time of the year. That's the way it goes. I didn't I didn't run out and see Mordecai because I'm an American. <laughs> I don't think that had to do with being an American. <laughs> No, yeah. Oh, you didn't hear me like sixty million dollars in Indonesia. Wait, are you serious? No, I'm fucking kidding. <laughs> I was, I was, I was just trying to accentuate my joke. Uh, well, hey, man, should we accentuate anymore? Should we actually get down to business? Let's get down to brand. I love that even for these pickums, we still try to hold off as much <laughs> as possible. Avoidance. So are we bad. gonna have? Are we gonna have steaks here? Like, we should set up some. I steaks. thank you for bringing that up. I totally forgot about that. I meant to, um, but I forgot. Uh, we should, we 100% should, uh, how about the loser has to watch 50 shades of gray one time? No, actually, we were just talking about it. How about the loser has to watch Mordecai? Oh no. When it comes out, that's pretty, that's pretty. Oh man. That's pretty sucks. (laughs) That sucks so many dicks, man. But you know, that would be the, like the, the penalty for our old pickums. Yeah. All right. It would be on the table. All right. Mordecai. Cool, that's going to be on DVD like next week, right? <laughs> I'm All pretty right, sure so... I could probably like rent it on PlayStation. Yeah. All right, so Loser watches Mordecai. What do you want to start with? Uh, let's work our way up to it, huh? Okay. Let's really build the suspense. Or just, you know, build up to a super wet fart. <laughs> Which is what I feel like this year has been. It feels like there's been a lot of movies this year that's like yeah i want to see that all that interests me as well but there's nothing you're going to be talking about except for in my opinion maybe whiplash uh yep. you know five years from now yeah I, everything that i ended up seeing i was like yeah okay like i was more impressed with the mediocre summer than i was the more mediocre fall yeah, in I, all honesty i'd rather have those years where you have like one or two movies that are just gonna like really stand the test of time and like, you know, the years, I think probably the most recent one, it feels like anyway, was the no country. There will be blood year. Exactly. At least that's the one that always sticks out in my mind. Or even um, well, even a year like oh five. Tony and I used to talk about this all the time. The year oh five. Ha- it came like unfortunately came on a crash and broke back. But yeah. then everything surrounding that was like good night and good luck. Capote, like stuff that in any other year, Munich. Any other yeah. year would have fucking killed. But those always get overshadowed because Crash is the one that won. Right, right. So. Well, speaking of Crash. Uh, nope, not even going to try. I was going to say, you know what helps make Crashes look better on the silver screen? Visual effects. I still did it anyway. <laughs> so you should try to do the Twitter game. Uh, yeah. Lead it for that. So visual uh, effects first Visual one? effects, yes. Uh, the nominees are Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Guardians of the Galaxy, Interstellar, X-Men, Days of the Future Past. I added a the there. It's okay. Uh, I haven't seen Winter Soldier. I still need to. Um, It's very good. Haven't seen Dawn. Very even better. I know. I know. I know. Um, And the rest of them I have seen. Uh, What about you? Uh, I saw all of them, but Interstellar actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw all. I saw. I like I said, I got more around to the popcorn movies and enjoyed a lot more of the popcorn yeah. movies than I did any of the um, 
I was a red-blooded American this year, is what I'm trying to say. Ironically enough, Interstellar was probably just as much a popcorn movie as the rest of those, at least in in feel and and, and in spirit. True. In True. grandeur. True. Uh, my personal vote of all these would be Dawn. Yeah. Um, because it's Andy Circus. Andy Circus, and also it's incredible how just seamless they make the like an entire army of apes look in this world it's yeah. it's so it looks so good it looked so good in the first one and in the second one it's just on a much bigger scale and i do think i do think it would probably be second to what i think is going to win and what my pick is um i'll Which just go ahead is. and say my pick is interstellar just because it's the more prestige movie of the five which I feel like happens nine times out of 10 with these kind of categories is the visual effects might be better in another movie. Mm-hmm. But if you're the more, if you're the quote unquote better film, then you win out. Yeah. So I went with interstellar. I don't know why I put seven points on it, but I put seven points on it. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I went with interstellar as well. Um, and the visual effects were very, very good in that movie. Um, I actually went with six points, so you're not okay. way off base with me. Good, 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 good. I, I am rooting for Dawn, however, because if any circuits can't get nominated on his own, then that would be something at least. Yeah, uh, you're you're probably right about it, too. Right. And there's no James Franco in that movie, in that, <laughs> in that version of... Uh, in a flashback, there is. Well, I'm never going to see it now. <laughs> it's okay. It's implied that he's dead, so. Oh, good. Uh, next up, screen adapted screenplay. Writing for an adapted screenplay. I'll go ahead and go foist. The nominations are American Sniper, Imitation Game. The Imitation Game. Excuse me. Excuse me, Benedict Cumberbatch. Not to be confused with Imitation Game. Of course. Uh, Inherent Vice, The Theory of Everything. And Whiplash. Why didn't you say Inherit Vice so happily, Rich? <sighs> <laughs> you seriously, I don't even know if you meant to do it, but you, saw, you you read it a little bit more depressed than anything else. I was not aware that I did that. Yeah, a little bit. And look, man, all right. Apparently, Thomas Pinchon is, like, very hard to adapt to any medium, much less real life. So, like... Excuse me, the fact that Inherent Vice is going to be the, one of these movies that we're still talking about 20 years from now, and I'm not going to get any credit in the movie league for it. So in the movie league, uh, Rich kind of fell behind the eight ball a little bit on uh, on getting movies for his team. So to catch up, he really had to go big or go home on the first movie he got. So he bid a whopping $71 of a hundred fake ones that we have, obviously, on Inherit Vice. On a Paul Thomas Anderson movie uh, based on a book by Thomas Pinchon, who everybody I thought loved or something, uh, and they had it as a stellar cast. God. You know what? Didn't work out. Rich, I, I, don't, I haven't said this fact out loud yet. So number one, you're not going to, unless this, unless inherit vice wins this award, I'm not going to break a hundred points. You will not break a hundred points in this league. You will, you will make Austin Rohair look like me in this game, which is the meanest thing I've ever said to you. Number two, uh, after the last five years just came out, you have the three bottom movies in this league. Yeah. 
No, after uh, I forgot what it was that I dropped last five years for, but then I eventually the interview, which wouldn't have been much better. That's right. But your team was Inherent Vice, the last five years, the Gambler, Jimmy, all is by my side, men, women, and children, and Rosewater. Man, see, the fucked up thing is, I think I still draft that team. I. I would I would still draft I would still draft inherit vice. I would never pay 71 bucks for it. Even well, though I think no. I was the, I don't I think I was the one bidding against you for it. I it god, the season was also fucked up in that like we had the most people in it that we ever had yeah. and we had the fewest movies on each roster that we ever had. That's why I'm trying to fix it. That's and, why I put that thing out. I was like, "Who doesn't want to do this anymore?" Yeah, and it it was just poor i can also shit on you all day long but i'm the guy that dropped american sniper uh you fucking idiot i got it for four bucks too it's everyone shit all over me for drafting it and i found out about still alice i'm like ooh, i'll drop that dan's like okay well i guess just in case and it's the second biggest movie of the league and it'll be the highest grossing movie of 23rd 2014 yeah which is ridiculous but anyway we digress yes adapted screenplay I said I would go first. Yes. Uh, let's see. Let's go through these. American Sniper, too controversial. Uh, Inherent Vice, no one gets it, man. Not yet. Uh, Whiplash probably wasn't the... Uh, it, the screenplay probably wasn't its strongest point. Um, also, there was some controversy on why it was adapted from like a short film. And I don't know. I think it's going to confuse people. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it came down to Theory of Everything, an imitation game, which to me... Uh, <laughs> All I know is just who they're about. And that, at that point, I just uh, flipped a coin. So, and not only is the imitation game a biopic, but also a, a war movie, technically. So I went with the imitation game for eight points. Okay. Uh, yeah, it came down to those two for me as well. Uh, Oscars have been doing this more and more over the past several years. They've been trying to spread the wealth a little bit, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And that you don't have like a movie like Lord of the, like Return of the King that won like every fucking award. Every movie gets its like little place in the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also want imitation game here, but again, not confident on it at all. So I only put three points on it. Three. Wow. So you want imitation game? You said. Yeah, imitation game as well. All right. Well, we are pretty much, aside from points, in line with each other so far. That'll be fucking creepy if we get through all eighteen of these and do this. <laughs> That'd be the best. Um, it's like, all right. Well, I'll just rip this paper up now. Um, <laughs> It, well, actually, no, that wouldn't be the case. Uh, original screenplay. Mm-hmm. The nominees are Birdman, or the theory of... Uh, I forgot it already. Uh, Boyhood, <laughs> Foxcatcher, The Grand Budapest Hotel, and Nightcrawler. Who do you got? Um, they won at the Golden Globes. Uh, if anything does rack up, I feel it'll be this movie. Uh, I went with Birdman. Again, I did Process Elimination, Nightcrawlers. That is that fifth movie that just snuck its way in. Um, Wes Anderson, I think, will get honored in a different... Uh, I think Budapest will get honored in a different way. Even though it'd be my second choice out of the five. Uh, Foxcatcher, just no... Out of, no, I, I actually... it was I got it at Best Buy. It was like $5 on Blu-ray like two weeks ago. I was like, what the fuck? How already? Okay, so I got it 
It's uh, actually going to be one of my two choices for Sam in a couple weeks. I'm just going to force her to watch a Wes Anderson movie finally. Um, so hopefully I'll be watching it very soon. But um, uh, there's that Foxcatcher, just know how to general principle. And again, it comes down to Boyhood versus Birdman. So I want Birdman. A little more confidence when I went eight points. I before last week, I probably would have gone Birdman for mm-hmm. more points than I just did. Uh, but instead, after seeing Nightcrawler, it was it was really fucking good. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. And and I might just be I'll guarantee you I'm not might. I am being 100 percent swayed after seeing that movie. And Birdman. <sighs> No, that, no, you're right. <laughs> it, it was just a much better idea, I think. Uh, and that might have been it. It might have just been a better idea on paper, which is probably why it might win screenplay. Um, but yeah, I went with Nightcrawler for one. Nightcrawler for one, okay. All right. Uh, best uh, original song for a film. Yeah. Uh, the nominees are Everything is Awesome from the Lego movie. Glory from Selma, Grateful from Beyond the Lights, I'm Not Gonna Miss You from Glenn Campbell, I'll Be Me, and Lost Stars from Begin Again. Uh, I go first on this one, and I think this was a pretty easy one. Yep. And I went with Glory from Selma, because of, that's common, right? Yes, and John Legend. And John Legend. Uh, and I, this is my first biggie of the game. I went with 16 points. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a two, it's a two song race. Uh, and considering the fact that the Lego movie didn't get nominated where it should have gotten nominated. I don't feel like the song that has the lonely Island on it is really going to drum up a lot of support. Yeah. And as I say that, I remember the three, six mafia has an Oscar, but I still went with Selma uh to get something for christ's sake yeah uh, and i also went double digits i went 14 i i feel like almost any other year uh except for also last year because there was the mandela song by you too uh but like almost any other year everything is awesome would probably win well because they do they do go out of the box you figure they've honored a couple rap songs yeah, they've honored yeah. uh like the Mupp- like man or Muppet, you know, mm-hmm. it's still like a Disney esque type thing, yeah. but they, they will, they will. But when there's, three, an, there's an important three. song and plus they're also trying to save face at the same time. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Here's probably the most exciting uh, category of the, the evening production design. Woo. Uh, your nominees are the Grand Budapest Hotel. The Imitation Game, Interstellar, Into the Woods, and Mr. Turner. Uh, side note, Mr. Turner, go fuck yourself, all right? That's really the one in my season that pissed me off. If I had kept Still Alice and dropped Mr. Fucking Turner, I would have been okay. Who, do, <laughs> who would I have thought that people wanted to watch a two-hour and 45-minute two movie about fucking Wormtail painting? Fuck. You know that movie's got like a 59% audience score? Really? Because even the fucking old people that want to go see this thing and know how to use Rotten Tomatoes hate it. 
fucker. Well, so I take it you don't have Mr. Turner. No, I don't have Mr. Turner. Uh, I have Grand Budapest Hotel here. Uh, like I said, it's gonna get it's gonna get recognized for the things that not the the non important awards because they're all important, but um, for like the lesser awards. I want Budapest Hotel because it's a Wes Anderson movie. It looks great. Uh, again, double digits. I went thirteen on this. Wow. Okay. Um, I, my my. Uh, it's not even a bias. It's not even anti feeling. It's just my lack of affinity. My zero sum uh, feelings on Wes Anderson really came through in my picks. Uh, you you and Sam have like a like a group mind when it comes to that because she cannot stand any of his movies. That's the thing is like it's not that I can't stand his movies. It's just I watch him and I just go, this movie was not made with me in mind. Right there, this movie is for a very what I don't like. It's not even that I don't like Wes Anderson. What I don't like is the almost cultish appreciation for him. That's that's very. Like not necess- not you necessarily. You're one of the good ones, Mullet. Thanks. But you just y'all know those Wes Anderson fans. Yep. And I'm, I meant to make that sound as derogatory as possible. It it did. Now that you're going more into Casey Kasem. <laughs> <laughs> like the more Casey Kasem you do it, the more derogatory it sounds. This one is from Wes Anderson. Go and fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah, I, I think Budapest is probably going to win uh, just because he made a hotel and it looked beautiful. The, I have not seen this and I have not seen Moonrise Kingdom. I, those are the two that I'm going to pitch to Sam on an upcoming episode. Yeah. But um, those are the two that have been nominated for a bunch of shit. Yeah. And the two that are supposed to be his two best. So I'm hoping that when I watch them, that they do cross over a little bit into being more... Uh, pleasurable for people that aren't into Wes Anderson. God, I hope his cheeky minimalist bullshit finally comes to a crest and his next (laughs) eight movies suck. I hope like out of nowhere, he's like, you know what? I'm going to do the black Panther movie. Let me do bad boys three. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Dude. But then, but then on the flip, I want to see Michael Bay do like the, (laughs) like the fucking, I'm trying to come up with a random Wes Anderson movie title (laughs) right now. The dung beetle is Escapism. <laughs> I am. I, I'm. Oh God, can I purchase tickets for both of those already? I want to. I want them to be Freaky Friday. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. Do that movie. <laughs> just, <laughs> just Wes Anderson and Michael Bay acting as themselves, but we're just we're just remake Face Off with the two of them. That'd be great. Uh. Anyway, I want Interstellar for seven. Or sell it for seven. Okay. Because yeah, again, like a lot of the work they did on those like planets and stuff like that was pretty cool. Plus all the, the futuristic design and stuff. I liked it a lot. Okay. Very good. Future stuff. Future stuff. Um next. Uh you notice I got rid of all the, the sound design and sound mixing categories, but I left all like the visual like production That's design and, and, and makeup and hairstyling in there. Because I trust my sound- eyes more than I trust my ears. Yeah, because sound editing and sound mixing, they're also only have three things per each category. Those don't even feel real. <laughs> yeah. Well, transform that's the Transformers categories. Exactly. So I was like, eh, you know what? I don't think anyone's gonna really fault us for that. Or our right. stars. Um Makeup and hairstyling. The nominees are 
Foxcatcher, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Guardians of the Galaxy. And those are the only three nominees. Oh, yeah, these have three, too. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, I, r- real quick, how did... I haven't watched Foxcatcher, but how did Steve Carell... Because I'm assuming that's what the nomination is for, his nose. Right. It's like Soderbergh nose. Uh, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> how did he get that part? Like, who who's the one that's like, oh, you know who we should at least screen test for this? Steve Carell. Bring him in. I feel, I feel like, like Bennett... Did- Bennett Miller, I feel like, has that that mindset. I mean, if you look at the other two Bennett Miller movies, why did he think of Jonah Hill for Moneyball? And why did he think mm. of Philip Seymour Hoffman as a lead character in Capote? That is a good point. He he thinks outside the box for these choices. Yeah. Um, and Grant, and those are two parts that were Oscar nominated, just like Steve Carell is. True. So there there's a formula there. Uh, as I said on the most recent episode of Married Movies uh, that just aired... Uh, or actually that we just recorded uh, since watching it. Um, Saw Foxcatcher. Wasn't a big fan of it beyond Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Uh, I thought Ruffalo was great. Totally deserves his nomination. But Carell was good. Didn't blow me away. Chen Tatum was the drizzling shits. Hmm, okay. Uh, he did like this Crow Magnum Man impressionation the entire time. That was just like, like comical when it was supposed to be like serious and brooding. It was just awful hmm. um that said uh i think you're supposed to go first yeah yeah, yeah i was okay. just letting you go uh i was oh. just letting you, you talk before you got on to steve carell and channing tatum uh your review of foxcatcher could also have been confused with a review of begin again <laughs> probably yes I went with uh guardians for five because i'm pulling for it and uh i don't Like, this is one that, like, Grand Budapest Hotel, probably, what did they do special about, aside from giving Ray Fiennes a pencil-thin mustache? Well, also, it's makeup and hairstyling, right? If I remember the trailer correctly, there's some crazy hairstyles, maybe. I don't know. Ooh. (laughs) Uh, You put Michael Rooker in a makeup chair for eight hours a day. I forgot about Michael Rooker. Oh, no, no. He was in a makeup chair for 30 minutes. (laughs) They just had to walk around him the other seven and a half. (laughs) So I saw the Mary movies when we did Guardians of the Galaxy and we got on him. I just yelled, crazy ass Michael Rooker. They filmed that movie around his life. There's a, an amazing Doug Loves movies that it, with James Gunn, uh, the, his brother, I think, Sean Gunn? Yes. And, and Michael Rooker. Uh, and shit, dude. Anytime Rooker's on Doug Loves movies, seek it out because it's, it's fucking brilliant. They usually play games like centered around movies he was in and he right. can't remember shit. That's what I was saying on the podcast. So it's like, I think you told me the one that was like, I was in cliffhanger shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for mine, again, when in doubt, I always go to the movie that's nominated for other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's ridiculous that in Guardians, you have Karen Gillian and Michael Rooker that are completely in totally different colors and Batista as well. But then, of course, in Foxcatcher, you have one prosthetic nose. <laughs> So, of course, I went with one prosthetic nose. I went with Foxcatcher. And I don't know why I went double digits with this. Oh, my God. <laughs> I went 11. Wow. Because this is the type of shit they do, man. Okay. It's the type of shit they do. Because they're going to be like, yeah, that, that's like the Tita Fey and Amy Poehler joke. Was uh, I don't remember it, but <laughs> they had a joke about how big Steve Carell's nose is anyway. 
Oh, no, actually, that's Zach Galifianakis on Between Two Ferns a long time ago. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, there's 11 points for you there. Yeah, well, here's where we start to get different. Uh, yeah, really. So next category is uh, Best Original Score. The nominees are The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Interstellar, Mr. Turner, and The Theory of Everything. Uh, this is you first. Um, as hard as it is for me to go against Hans Zimmer, I'm going against Hans Zimmer. Again, I didn't do any research for this ahead of time, but I do remember what one of the Golden Globes. I'm just following up with that. Also, this guy's name is very foreign looking. And if this movie's going to win anything, it'll probably win here. So I went theory of everything for nine. Okay. Uh, I... Very specifically when I guess Tom Zimmer in this one, uh, because that was probably my least favorite part of Interstellar. The score was. The score was distracting. (laughs) You could say that about some Hans Zimmer scores. Yeah, but but usually you. Some of your best scores, like uh, uh, aside from like a fucking John Williams. Uh, general rule of thumb with scores to if if you notice it you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. and that is clearly the case in interstellar at least for me anyway and yeah it just was fucking hokey at some points I, I did not like it um but so i also went with theory of everything but because i just have no basis on it whatsoever uh i don't have much confidence in it and so i just went with three instead okay. documentary feature <laughs> Nominees are Citizen Four, Finding Vivian Meyer, Last Days in Vietnam, The Salt of the Earth, and Virunga. Uh, this is me, right? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Uh, I went with what uh, the only documentary that I've actually been hearing things about, uh, Citizen Four, which is apparently insane and awesome and amazing and and compelling and it's it's the it's wikileaks right oh it is i thought this was like some orangutan movie no 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 it's uh it's wikileaks or something like that i think it's oh, shit. <laughs> but uh like the camera the documentary is about like it actually being there with Snowden, like when it all happened. Oh yes, okay, yes. I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking of. I, there was some. There was some article I was looking at when I was making these picks. Besides the list that you gave me, and the picture that was there, there was like a guy with an orangutan. Because I don't know about any of these movies. The only one I've seen the name of before seeing the nominees was Citizen Four. Yeah. So yeah, it is the Snowden movie. Uh, I went with Citizen Four. I went with. Uh, although this is dumb because I feel like every year there's one documentary that you hear of more than any of the other ones, if at all. Uh, and it's never the one that wins, but I'm an idiot. So I put 14 on citizen four because of, because of fours, fours for whores. Yeah. Uh, see, I feel like the foreign language category is more like that because I think of the past few years and you think of like man on wire or blackfish. I feel and like those- both of them do that. <laughs> They, they kind of go back and forth. Yeah, uh, yeah. I went with Citizen 4 as well because it was the only one that I've, like I said, I've even seen before. Just from doing my updates in the movie league, I see that it's making money. Mm-hmm. Which, side note, do you know that Island of Lemurs is still in theaters? 
that shitty lemur movie. Well, of course, the lemur movie, but the fucking lemur movie that Tim had last summer is still in theaters. You know, when are we going to get a lemur movie that's got some real depth and, and heart to it? That's what I want to know. A good lemur movie, damn it. It's going to be it's going to be up to us. How many points you got? Uh, five for Citizen Four. Uh, five for four. Moving on. Film editing. Your nominees are American Sniper, Boyhood, Grand Budapest Hotel, Mr. Turner, and Unbroken. For are you? Oh, no, no. Are... Sorry. Sorry. I messed up. I looked away and then I jumped to another category. I'm an idiot. Your nominees for film editing, American Sniper, Boyhood, Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, and Whiplash. I'm sorry, are you just using these to practice future voices for your audiobooks? <laughs> I assure you, no. <laughs> okay, just checking. Actually, all right. Well, you got me, Mullet. Dead to rights. But that's all the more incentive for you to go on over to audibletrial.com slash blank slate to get your 30-day free trial and free audiobook download of over 150,000 different titles to choose from. And with this being a special Oscar uh, edition of the blank slate and our Oscar pickums, there go back to the, uh, the, the, the adapted screenplay uh, portion of the show and pick out one of those gone girls on there. And that's all I'm going to look up right now because I'm pretty lazy. But go check it out and go to audibletrial.com slash blank slate. That's audibletrial.com slash blank slate for your free 30-day free trial and free audiobook download today. Now, back to our achievement in editing category. Uh, You first. This is me. Okay. Uh, really didn't have a feel on this one. Yeah. Neither did uh, I. I wasn't, was very unsure. So I went with my heart. I went with Whiplash because that was of the five movies, the one that I saw. Mm-hmm. And I thought the editing was very good and helped with the, the, the pace of the movie. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it helped with the overall message of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I, Again, just could just be working with my heart, so I went super low. I went with two points. Same Z's across the board. Wow, good, yeah. <laughs> good. Uh, the the only other one I would have gone with would have been Boyhood, just for every few years when you go back to it, you got to remember what the last thing you edited was, and you got to remember like, <laughs> oh man, where was I? Ah, <laughs> uh, God, what was? Uh, let me go back. Uh, where was it? Oh, where's that file? Oh, where's the file? You have to like update like the format because of just technology. <laughs> There's like three different uh, updates for Final Cut between the last time we shot. Right. Uh, but yeah, Whiplash for two. So that was an easy one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Film editing. Cinematography. Uh, the nominees are Birdman, Grand Budapest Hotel, Ida, Mr. Turner, Ida, Mr. Turner, now and unbroken. <laughs> oh, Barkat Abdi will be on the show next year. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised he didn't get cast in like the new Star Wars or something. Isn't he supposed to be in uh, Trainwreck? Like that's already going to have like the craziest cast ever. I did not know that, but that's awesome. 
I think there's like some random movie that I, I remember seeing he's going to be in. I'm pretty sure it's the movie that already has Amy Schumer, Bill Hader, LeBron James, Vanessa Bayer, and John Cena. Yeah. Uh, the actor. The, the actor, of course, who was also in Parks and Rec, who I did watch that episode today. And it was a fucking amazing episode of Parks and Rec. And I'm going to be an emotional wreck when that show ends because uh, I already am starting to get that way with that show. Anyway, Batman, I need to, once we're wrapped up here, I'm going to watch the, the trailer, the first trailer for the last eight episodes of Mad Men. I'm kind of avoiding that. Uh, I, I went with it. Birdman for cinematography just because I feel like this entire movie was made to get this award and be damned if it doesn't get this award. Uh, went with Birdman for, oh, God damn it. Wes Anderson's going to fucking win. Not that he's the cinematographer, but I, now, like, sing it out loud. Grand Budapest Hotel is going to fucking snake this category. Uh, I'll take the penalty. You're going to get caned by yeah, <laughs> Grand yes. Budapest Hotel. Uh, I went with Birdman for fucking 15 points. Because if it doesn't, then I, I am fine losing. Uh, even though when we did talk about it, we both did <laughs> shit on the cinematography, not for being bad, just for, you know, being, yeah, we get it. Uh, mullet. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Second verse, the same as the first. Birdman for 15. <laughs> fucking beautiful. It's, it's, it's going to happen. Let's get over it. And <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Um, God, how many times is that movie going to be shown in in? intro to film classes oh i already know that my stupid film teacher at uf mm -hmm. is just like jizzing all over that movie probably didn't we have the same one or no roger bb no i had kk sawicki yeah uh costume design uh, this is uh your nominees are uh el grande budapesto hotel inherent vice into the Woods, Maleficent, and Mr. Turner. Okay. This was... My points are going to indicate that this was one of the hardest things because I have 12 points on this. Okay. But this was one of the hardest things to do. I have the Grand Budapest Hotel for 12. Okay. okay. But I'm going against Colleen Atwood, which is terrifying. Which one did she do? Into the Woods. Oh. Uh, uh, I... <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, dude. She doesn't lose. You know how many times she's won for this fucking? I didn't even know. I when I saw costume design, I was like, which one did she do? Because I just knew she was going to be nominated for something. Zoot and then I suit. <laughs> if if she wins, I know you and Liz are going to have a zoot suit riot. <laughs> but I, that's that is that is the fucking strong of the week right there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But no, seriously, that that should be the, the 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 penalty is whoever loses has to make and wear their own Johnny Depp zoot suit. <laughs> I'm just saying if if I got 12 points on Budapest Hotel, but I am totally resigned to losing those points because the Academy just loves Colleen Atwood. Yeah. What else has she won for? Uh, I'm going to look it up right now, actually. She's won at least, I want to say, six times. That God, might damn it. That might be grossly under. She's like the John Williams of clothes. 
Colleen Atwood. Let's see. Well, this bitch I, is gonna die. She's sixty six years old. Well, not. She's, she's uh, got some some more. All right, so she's only won. She's only won three times, but she's been nominated eleven. All right, so she's like the Meryl Streep of clothes. Exactly. She won for Chicago, Memoirs of a Geisha, and Alice in Wonderland. Okay. And she was nominated for uh, Little Women, Beloved, Sleepy Hollow, Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Naturally. Sweeney Todd, Nine, you know that shitty Daniel Day-Lewis yeah. musical? Snow White and the Huntsman. <laughs> and Into the Woods. See, I told you, she gets nominated for fucking everything. Well, she ain't winning this year because whoever did Grand Budapest Hotel is going to win. Because, man, isn't that such an intricately designed bellboy cap? <laughs> that, that Pharrell stole at the Grammys. Yeah. Um, and I went for 11 points. So I'm, oh, I'm pretty much uh, in line with you on that one as well. Perfect. Last three. We are just in sync. We are, man. Uh, now let's... Uh... Now let's, let's make it up. boring and predictable. Oh, yeah. Uh, with uh, Best Director, uh, your nominees are Alejandro G. Inaratu for Birdman, Richard Linkletter for Boyhood, Bennett Miller for Foxcatcher, Wes Anderson for The Grand Budapest Hotel, and Morton Tildum for The Imitation Game. Shit, I'm first on this one, aren't I? Yup. Okay. Well, this I feel like this is probably going to be my biggest misstep. Uh oh. <laughs> this is hey, gonna, man. this is going to be me voting with my heart and with way too many points to do that with. Oh no! I don't even know what you're talking about here. Uh, for the just achievement of it all, I went with Richard Linkletter. And I went with 12 points. Oh, baby. Okay. Just All right. I feel like it's it's a landmark. You know, the, we've seen the whole one-shot thing before. This is landmark. This is never going to happen again. Got to give it to him, right? 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 Wrong. I'm fucked. Go. <laughs> uh, this is really interesting. It's between those two, obviously, between yeah. Boyhood and Birdman. Like, it's been for everything, almost. Yeah. Again, I try to balance everything because that's what they do. And in the everything leading up to it, that's what they've done. I feel like they're going to honor... This is going to preview later things. They're going to honor Boyhood as a whole, and they're going to honor more parts of Birdman. Okay, we are opposite on that. Yep. So I went in redo for one. <laughs> we are very opposite. Yep. Uh, same thinking. Uh, it's a fucking inverse effect. Yeah. Uh, I, I just It's such a coin toss that I just was like, you know what? Whatever. I, yeah. I was like, one for Birdman. All right. Well, let's lighten things up, huh? With the least controversial category of the evening, uh, animated feature film. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, your nominees are Big Hero 6, that smash hit, The Box Trolls, How to, drain your, how to Train Your Dragon 2. <laughs> drain Your Dragon. 
It's the, uh, that's the uh, the R. Kelly version of that movie. <laughs> That's the strong of the week right there. <laughs> God, this feels really weird making good jokes. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we need to start working on that stat. I don't know how we do that. We have to get R. Kelly. Like, hey, look, it's been long enough. Do you want to start pissing on people again? <laughs> get back to basics, man. <laughs> Do what you do best. Uh, God damn it. Uh, the other nominees, not that they matter, are uh, Song of the Sea, which if I didn't look it up, I thought would be... Song of the South? <laughs> it'd be, yeah, a spiritual sequel to Song of the South or like a spinoff of Titanic. This time a racist against fish. <laughs> oh, look at these clown fish. <laughs> That oh boy, I'm glad I'm not famous. I get in trouble for that. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. It's fine. Uh, and then the tale of the princess Kaguya, Kaguya, which I don't know. Uh, looked that one up too. That has like a uh, top to bottom like killer voice cast. Hold it's on, me... it's it's a foreign. It's like a Japanese one, isn't it? it yeah, it is. Have you looked like, at all up, those? No, I haven't, but all those always have that. Let me pull this up real quick. because They're just, always like that. I just want to go. But even more so than like some of the other ones, because I, I went back and looked at the other ones. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, those are good. But this is like, whoa, what? Here, I got it right here. I'm okay. pulling up on my phone. Uh, let me make sure I pull up the cast. English. What's, Chloe the, Gla- what's the name of the, this movie again? <laughs> I was hoping I was going to get out of this. The Tale of the Princess Kaguya. Chloe Grace Moretz is oh. the princess. Darren Chris, James Kahn, Mary Steenburgen, Lucy Liu, Hi- Hinden Welsh, James Marsden. Bo fucking Bridges, son. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. You're going to go nuts, Rich. Oliver Platt. Ah! <laughs> Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Star of oh god, what's the movie? What what movie? <laughs> where, where are you running? I apologize. I can hear Rich running in his apartment right now. King Kane, star of the Picture of Death by Kansas B. Franks. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's we have to do that one day. Is we if we're never gonna actually make the movie, we're gonna read it on the show. Oh, that that is the ultimate teaser. Uh, Daniel Day Kim, so that Asian guy from Lost. Yeah. Uh, George Siegel, John Cho, and yeah, that's that's it. God damn it! God, one movie that has Bo Bridges and Oliver Platt. That is like your wet dream. One thing that's missing is a giant pair of tits. And and a, a Ghostbusters Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossover magazine, <laughs> uh, comic book magazine. Yes. Yes. Uh. Uh, I you go first. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So of course everyone's shocked. Lego's not here. Wait, I didn't. Oh, no, I it's took not... it to win. Oh, <laughs> I'll allow it. Fucking <laughs> whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, I'm surprised at How to Train Your Dragon two one at the Golden Globes. I saw it. It was okay. I wasn't a huge fan of either. 
like I, they're watchable, but I didn't think I didn't see what all the the hype was about. What's the either? Oh, I both both dragon both movies. both dragon movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was much more a fan of Big Hero Six, so that's where I'm going. When in doubt, go Disney. I also felt it told told more of an emotional story. It was funnier. It was just a better movie, in my opinion. And I feel that also the Academy is going to kind of look down on a sequel because I can't remember besides Toy Story, and that's just different. That's like the Godfather of animated movies. Uh, you know, I, I I think they'll look down on a sequel because um, I don't think Monsters U won last year. Uh, oh no, did it? No. What won last year? I don't remember. I mean, I'm not going to change my pick, but I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. Uh, let me look up real quick. So you're going I'm, Big Hero Six? I'm going Big Hero Six for four. Ah, oh, come on, man! You should have made it for six. I. You, you still know. have it. You can still change it. I'll let you change it. Uh. Yeah, sure. Why not? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, if you say how to trade your dragon for seventeen, I'm gonna hit you in the nuts. <laughs> I I did go how to train your dragon. Uh, I just want to talk about that Lego Movie thing real quick because that was a general. That was like one of the many glaring omissions from a lot of these categories. And real quick, we're assholes. Frozen. <laughs> what was Frozen again? Last year. What? No, no, no. What was that movie again? Oh, uh, it was that movie. I think I saw it. I think I saw it like one time. Yeah, it was. How many times have you been forced to see it? Oh, God, dude. I close my eyes and I see a fucking snowman. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I love seeing the uh, once the nominations were announced. I love seeing the uh, the pendulum swingers of public opinion come out in defense of Lego movie not being nominated. And the biggest point for them was to be like, it's a movie that's just designed to sell toys. Like it shouldn't be egregious that it wasn't nominated for an Academy award. Every animated movie is designed to sell toys. <laughs> yeah. That's what the point is. You think Unless he's not trying to sell big hero six toys. Yeah, unless you're... Oh, I can't believe I'm going to fuck this guy's name up again. Oh, my God. What's his name? The guy that did, like, all the princess... And Ponyo. Oh, yeah. Why am I going to do this to myself? Keep talking. I'm not going to help you. <laughs> you're so mean. Uh, anyway, I went with uh, How to Train Your Dragon, which I'm pretty sure has a pretty strong toy line, as well as... As well as... As well as... Uh, a TV series, which probably benefits from ad revenue. Yes. I went uh, for 10 points. Hey, yo. Oh, every time. <laughs> Miyazaki. Yeah. Uh, you stuck one the landing. Thing, I did. Uh, one thing I'll, I'll ask you about Lego. Something I felt might have heard it and actually thought of when I watched it. The lengthy live action scene. I feel like that might have hurt it. If, if again, anyone from that, just, if anyone would have just come out and said that, then fine. Because if that's the argument you want to make, at least it's it's there to be argued, right? Um, but now I really want to go through. 
the history of nominations to see if there has ever been any like the only other one I can think of is Wally, and it's super brief with Fred Willard. That's it. Right, right, right. Oh, right. that's just off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, man. But I don't that is like, like legitimately like five or ten minutes. Right. I don't feel like it was. It was still an animated movie. Of course, I'm not. I'm not arguing the point. Is like, yeah. well, that's why. I'm just saying I can see. Yeah. I can see Jack Nicholson being like, well, I ain't going to do that because I'm not even going to try Jack Nicholson. (laughs) (laughs) I can see those old curmudgeon-y bastards being like, it's not a completely animated movie. Yeah, I, but then again, did those old curmudgeon-y bastards make it to the end with the live action scene? Good point. So, uh, yeah, it it just, and, and hey, if that's the case, then go ahead and nominate for Best Picture. <laughs> there you go. You know? All right. Moving along. Now that we got... That was that was building up for a while. Yes, it was. Uh, best Supporting Actress. Your nominees are Patricia Arquette. Uh, Patricia Arquette. Either way, it works. For Boyhood. Laura Dern for Wild, following in her daddy's footsteps. Kira Knightley, The Imitation Game. Emma Stone for Birdman, and uh, Meryl Streep eating her salad at the Golden Globes for Into the Woods. <laughs> um, this is my turn. Yep. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. Meryl Streep gave a pedestrian performance in Into the Woods. And I'm still alive. <laughs> uh, I like Emma Stone in Birdman. Yeah, no, she didn't blow me. She didn't blow me away. Yeah. Uh Keira Knightley's Keira Knightley. And Laura Dern is not the people, not the person people are talking about from Wild. So right. by process of elimination, I went with Patricia Arquette, who won the Golden Globe too, right? Yep. She's won everything. She's won them all. So why not round it out with the Oscar? Uh for 13 points. Yeah, uh, she's apparently had this award one since May, so uh, let's really kill the buildup on this. Uh, Patricia Arquette for 17 points. Wow. Okay. Um, 17. Cool. Moving on. Best Supporting Actor. Uh, probably the second easiest one to pick. Uh, your nominees are Robert Duvall in The Judge. Because no one's going to see it, so you can't argue that he's nominated. And he won't argue it because he doesn't remember. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Ethan Hawke for Boyhood. Edward Norton for Birdman. Mark Ruffalo for Foxcatcher. And J.K. Simmons for Whiplash. Did, um, back to Robert Duvall real quick. Did you see the, uh, do you ever see or hear the clip recently when he was promoting the judge of him on Letterman? No. Where he just totally shit all over Stephen Colbert. What? He was like on the show and he was like talking about it. He's, like, he's asking Dave, like, why are you leaving, Dave? Like, everyone still loves you. You still got it. The guy that replacing you, he's not funny. He sucks. <laughs> Jesus. And Letterman's just like, hey, okay, Robert, take your pills. Like, <laughs> and he's kept going back to it. And like, he was talking about like his like young ass girlfriends. And it's like, does someone need to put Robert Duvall to bed oh, man. Per- permanently? <laughs> but um, yeah, this, uh, this category is actually a lot better than it looks on paper i feel like or that a lot of people talk about because it's so in the bag but ruffalo was great norton was great 
Um, I didn't see the judge. I already forget what the fifth one was. Ethan um, Hawk, boy. Ethan Hawk, yeah. Um, yeah, I got J.K. Simmons for 174 points. Uh, for me, add uh, 259 points to that. Perfect. It's the year of Simmons. Uh, J.K. Simmons is having his Richard Jenkins year, man. He, but, but Yeah, but, but actually winning. Yeah. Yeah, he is, and he deservedly so. He is the best prick in the world in that movie. Yeah, just... Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's... God damn it, I fucking love that movie. Yep, me too. All right. Uh, now on to a category where <laughs> only one of us saw one of these movies. <laughs> Great. Best actress. Uh, let's see. We got Marion Cotillard for two days, one night. God, I, I wanted you to fuck that up and say two girls, one cup. So bad. Sequel, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would wa- I would watch her in that. Uh Felicity Jones for The Theory of Everything. Julianne Moore for Still Alice. Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl and Reese Witherspoon for Wild. This is you. Uh yeah. So, uh we talked about how much we love Whiplash and uh I don't remember if I said it off air or on air, but I rewatched Gone Girl yesterday, and that was my favorite movie of last year. <laughs> it should have been nominated for a hell of a lot more than just this. Uh, the fact that it didn't get an adapted screenplay nomination is absolutely alarmingly frustrating. Also, a year where Fincher directs a movie and doesn't get nominated for it. Yeah, that that as well. Um I think also, again, that's a stigma thing and that, oh, this girl used to write for Entertainment Weekly, whatever, not, and she not, did her own book. Fuck her. No, it was really hard to adapt that book for the screen. Yeah. Uh, Affleck is great in it, basically playing a version of himself. Uh, Tyler Perry is good in that movie, for Christ's sakes. Enough said. It's, it's just, it's just, oh, it's such a good film. And that's just not it's just me being like a Fincher fanboy. She should win this award because she's the best part of that movie. She, I don't want to give anything away, but she does everything in that movie. Hmm. Um, But she won't because she hasn't been nominated five times already. This is her make good. Julianne Moore. I have it for 16. All right. Uh, Everything that I keep hearing about this category is... A version of this. Man, Reese Witherspoon was so good and wild. It's a shame Julianne Moore was so good and still Alice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also from everything I hear, it's, it's, it's even more than just the being nominated so much before. But it apparently is like a really, really, really good performance. Moving and just affecting performance. So I went with Julianne Moore for 17 points. Yeah, I thought you'd say the other thing I always hear is is that, man, they just like are women going to get like the vote taken away from them? <laughs> like it's like every year, like sometimes like you see the the movies for best actress and they're never the movies that are nominated for anything else. It feels like. Yeah. 
that is usually the case. But also, I feel at least current day and maybe for the past four to six years, that might be going a little bit too far back, but probably the best performances by women of the last four to six years has been in comedies. True. And that's a whole nother topic that, yeah, has just been talked about and debated for years on end and will nothing will ever change about that. It's unfortunate, but that's, that's where you're getting all the best female performances in my opinion. Uh, Um, I would agree. So, but yeah, moving on. Uh, Best actor. We have Steve Carell for Foxcatcher. Steve Carell's nose for Foxcatcher. Bradley (laughs) Cooper for American Sniper. Benedicted Cumberbatch for The Imitation Game. Michael Keaton for Batman. Eddie Redmayne for The Theory of Everything. And that's it. And I did say Batman. Don't tweet me. I said Batman on purpose instead of Birdman. Because no, um, Birdman doesn't happen if Batman never happened. Exactly. So I went. No, this is you. Yeah, this is me. I went with okay. Foxcatcher too decisive or too uh, divisive. Uh, uh, divisive. Uh, Bradley Cooper too controversial. American Sniper. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Feel like. Uh, people are like, uh, eventually. Um, Michael Keaton, it feels too scripted, if that makes sense. And uh, just by process of elimination and winning the Golden Globe and me, my previous high that I spent in a movie league going to Les Miz, Ugh. I'm going with fucking Marius. Eddie Redmayne. Um also, biopic and yada, yada, yada um, for nine points. So it's a, it's, it's a two-horse race, and I can't go with the guy that looks like an actual fucking horse. There's just something about his face, whether he's playing Stephen Hawking or not, that I just want to make it collapse. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. And there's something about his acting in Les Mis that makes it even worse. And I know that's... That that could make this go another hour, but I won't. I won't. Uh, uh, if if it wasn't for Russell Crowe, he'd be the probably the least. He'd probably be the worst person in that movie. You're right. Uh, yeah, it, and let's not leave uh, what's her tits out. I meant a Seyfried either. Oh, what? Happened? God, I forgot. Uh, in general, man, the whole Marius Cosette thing is just like ah, yeah, yeah, I leave it. Yeah, take I know. it or leave it, and it's like always oh, one of those things where it's like eh, let's hey. not. Not to give you a random boner, but what happened to Samantha Barks? She probably went back to being an effervescent performer on <laughs> London's West End, where the real art is happening. Like I felt like she was going to be in a lot more shit, and she just like disappeared. Yeah, uh, unfortunate for uh, as much as uh, for someone like me who was a very big fan of her. I thought she had a really good breakout performance. Um, but you know, she's probably holding down the fort. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I went Michael Keaton, uh, because again, when in doubt, go old over young. Yeah. Uh, I went Michael Keaton again, being reserved on it. I only got four points on it. Yeah. That's a good way to hedge your bets. Yeah. All right. Well, now the, the grand culmination with what we were talking about earlier. 
Yep. Best picture. Uh, actually, the true best picture. Uh, and in terms of that, I mean, best photograph is something I will show you and Tony when we get together for the NBA draft later. I showed Tope last night or for the NBA podcast later. Um, picture of the year. Uh, I'm going to say that hands down. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm also going to record that because I need to get your guys' reactions to that. Uh, I'm so intrigued now. Best picture. Your nominees are Americano Sniper, Boyd Man, The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitator Game, Selma. Oh, hey, that movie. Uh, the Theory of Everything, Whiplash, and that's it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm looking up Samantha Barks photos. <laughs> Man. Don't don't do that. If there's going to be people home rich, <laughs> I'm warning you now. Really? Well, no, not that 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 severe, but just oh. still. Sorry to get you that excited. Uh, is it me? Yes, it's you. Ah, uh, so yeah. I had one, two, three, four going to Birdman throughout this whole process. Um, she remember last year, I think the only other award that 12 Years a Slave won was Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, just my whole my whole theory of honoring the entire concept of film and filmmaking as opposed to what makes up a film. I'm going boyhood. Why do I have this high of a number left? <laughs> uh, I, I purposely didn't do the math or count what you had left because I want to. I like to be surprised. Oh, well, I, I have boyhood for ten. Oi. Yeah. More like oihood. <laughs> hey, we were doing good, all right? Ba- fuck you. I'm back in my comfort zone. <laughs> Um, I don't have Birdman winning as much as you do. And the more I think about it, the more I feel like the story behind Boyhood is more of, of what, a, a and why I picked Linklater to win director is how much more of a, like a directorial achievement it is, uh, than like an overall achievement. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was more overall, I, I feel like the kid himself would have been nominated. Right. So I went with uh, Birdman for four points. Um, well, I guess we're done. Yeah, I was say. And that's the wet fart ending of a year it's been. Yeah. Again, a lot of good... Uh, a big pull of good. Nothing that's really gonna. Big pull of big pull of good. Too little great. Nothing you're gonna tell your kids that they have to watch. Exactly. Except for Whiplash, when yep. they don't want to practice their jazz drumming anymore. Yeah, and I, I'll get that bucket of ice, and they fucking dip their hand in it, and then they go back to work. So yeah, that's okay, where well, my, we're at. My, Sam and I have zero rhythm. Our kid's not going to be a fucking drummer. Maybe it skips a jam. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> don't encourage our future kids. Just in general? Just yeah. beat them down? Exactly. You go work in a coal mine. 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, so that's gonna do it for our Oscar Pickham show. And now moving on to our three-hour conversation on SNL Forty. I I want to wait and try to get Zangry on the horn sometime soon for it. Okay. Um, I meant to text him today about that actually because he told me no spoilers because he watched it like a day late when I actually only watched it on Tuesday. So, um, but yeah, I, I do want to have a lengthy discussion about it because I I'll, I'll tell you off air and I want to talk about on the show as well something that nobody's talked about that i feel like hurt the show for me overall even though i still really enjoyed it okay i'm interested Uh, to hear what you say um but with that you'll have to wait and hear that on a future blank slate we're gonna wrap up this one uh take like a two-hour break and then get back on the line for our nba podcast thank you for listening to the show as always you can check us out on our our home base podswoggle.com along with the other podcasts in the podswoggle network like podswoggle married with movies and picked up you can also find the podcast on itunes please leave us a review please leave us five stars please leave us feedback it'll help us out a lot we very much appreciate it you can also find the podcast on stitcher radio leave us comments and reviews there also send your thoughts to the show at blank slate podcast at gmail.com follow us on Twitter, Blank Slate Pod is the uh, username there, at Blank Slate Pod, I should say. And yeah, uh, of course, you heard either at the top of the show or somewhere throughout the show, hit up uh, Audible for your free download and maybe use that on one of Rich's audiobooks. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. I don't know if you can still get paid for that, but. Uh, well, I mean, it helps the show. Well, that, that too. Uh, I'm also, to help. if you hit us up with a review, uh, uh, shoot me a, a message on Twitter or have your Twitter name in there. And uh, yeah, you can uh, I'll, I'll show you a download code for a audiobook that I've recorded of your choice. Woo. Yeah, we're just giving shit away here on the blank slate. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Rich? Man, I'm already looking forward to next year's prestige movies, but I feel like. I we fucking know about Marvel movies eight years ahead of time. We never know about, but we can't know what movies are going to be like. Oh man, really good, you know? Until like, like seven months beforehand. Yeah, probably like yeah, like in April or May. Man, I know it sucks. I hate that every year, but so is movies. That's. <laughs> God, that's like something like Cecil B. DeMille said. Uh, so is movies. So is movies. Uh, well, before I get any more pretentious, for Rich, this is Mullet. Signing off for the blank slate. You can go ahead and delete this now. Catch you later. How much you get more pretentious? I want to hear what that oh, sounds I... like. Oh, 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 I can do it. <laughs> no, that just sounds bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it, okay? I, I can do it, all right? This has been a Podswoggle Network production. Visit podswoggle.com for more of that sweet, sweet entertainment.